Welcome back, know-it-alls. Thanks for listening to the show. And as always, give us some feedback about what we are doing so we can make sure you're having a good time listening to us. Say hi. Now she's going to be quiet. Usually she's loud? Well, usually she's meowing. Does she not get enough food or water or love? She's talking. I Mm. think I read somewhere that cats, they meow just for humans, like to get their attention or to communicate with them. Huh. Like they don't they don't meow at each other, but I don't know. I've I've seen those TikTok videos with the cats and they have like a camera attached to their collar and they're running around and they're mewing at things. My neighbor's cat is fighting like five nights a week at like two o'clock in the morning. Fighting, fighting for a female? Cat yelling and scratching and <laughs> then after that there's like cat whimpering. Worst sounds. Every fucking right night. That's what it feels like anyway. Yeah. To the point where I either want to go out there and put it out of out of its misery or just close my window so I don't have to hear it. Yeah. Is that wrong? Should I kill their cat? No. No, I shouldn't? No, you shouldn't kill their cat. Okay. No, it's not it wrong. It is. Yes, it's yes, oh, it's okay. wrong. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't <laughs> I didn't quite piece the two and two together there exactly what you were talking about. I thought I had permission. No, I know. To and then you'd cat. use it against me. I know. You'd be like, April said I could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did scratch my car and throw an egg on my deck. So killing their cat is the least of their worries. <laughs> I wonder if they'd even notice. If I killed the cat? Probably. Yeah, if it went missing. Well, I mean, it's a well taken care of cat. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't own a cat. I don't take care of cats, but it looks like a healthy cat. Yeah. Uh, She's somewhat friendly until I hear the fighting and the clawing and shit at night. She's, she's friendly with people, just without other cats. And cats are territorial. So they're like girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. like this is mine. Yeah. Back off. Yeah. If you don't, I'll scratch your eyes out. As you're clutching their wang through their pants. This is mine. I own this. <laughs> just the wangs. What are we talking about today? I believe we were going to talk about Barbie. I'm a Barbie girl. Exactly. Yeah. Barbie, I, mean, I was I, a Barbie girl. I do have some aqua stuff for the Barbie talk, which mm-hmm. probably goes hand in hand with Barbie. I don't think you can think of Barbie without thinking of that song. I know. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Although it's not in the new movie. There's a rendition of it. By who is it by? Um, oh yeah, I got all that information. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into that then. I I happen to have kind of a walk through the decades of Barbie and oh, some decades. of the monumental. My research was like six months ago till now. Fuck me. <laughs> well, Barbie's been around for a while. Like it was important to me growing up. It was around when I was young, which according to my children was when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. Kick those fuckers out. Let them learn. 
They shouldn't disrespect you like that. The second my kids open their mouth and disrespect me, I beat the shit out of them. I mean, this is being recorded. I mean, I yeah. I sit down with them and I have a stern chat with these I, children. I was just about to put my forehead in my hand and <laughs> just shake my head. I'll just I'll just edit that out. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. <laughs> sure you will. <laughs> oh, so oh, you've listened before. It's really imp- when yeah. I say I'm going to edit it out, then I yeah, don't. we've we've done this before. <laughs> we've done this before. Yeah. Wait, he said he was going to cut that out. Why is it in there? Meh, uh, lazy. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. No, it's for for humor's sake. I mean, think about it. you're you're the listener, and you're like, wait, he mm-hmm. just said he's going to cut that out, and he kept it in. I'm special. I get to hear some of their stuff that they are not supposed to record. You That's like for being- after credits. So I can beat my kids and put it all back there. Can you imagine the noises? I just record myself <laughs> shit kicking my children, and that's the after credit sound. I wonder if you can pick up the face palm through on the mic. Yeah, depending <laughs> how good your mic is, I'm pretty sure you can. Let's move on to Barbie. Like oh. people enjoying their childhoods. All right, Barbie, it is. <laughs> you went and saw the movie. I had crap. Barbie growing up. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. My kids saw it, but I haven't seen yeah. it. Was it good? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's kind of a in-your-face feminist movie. Very mm. role reversal. I found it interesting. It was definitely surprising, not at all what I thought. I thought it would be more childish, but I found it quite directed at adults and and quite relevant to the times and what women face and what we're dealing with. Mm. So I know it's woman. not for every every type of man. There's a lot of funny reviews out there. A lot of triggered men calling it male bashing and whatnot. And men that don't like the feminist movement. Ugh, fuck, man. It's entertainment. Just shut up. Just watch it. That's a, it's a movie. It's not meant for you. <laughs> it's meant for women. Yeah. Or, you know, people that appreciated Barbie and appreciate women and our struggles. And that's who it's for. Or people who find Margot Robbie extremely attractive and just want oh, to see her. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great cast. Or what's his name? Um, Ryan Reynolds? No. Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a big fan base, I'm sure. I watched it for Margot Robbie. Yeah, she didn't disappoint. And she had a hand in producing the movie as well. Mm. I guess that's the way to go. Get, yeah. get your contract yeah. done so you it. have more fingers in the pot so you get a bigger paycheck. And then star yourself in it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it does sound perfect. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a walk back way, way, way back to nineteen fifty-nine. Back to That's a long time ago. R- yeah, yeah. Uh Ruth Handler along with her husband, Elliot, co-founded Mattel in 1945, along with somebody else. I can't recall his name at the time. And they started out making picture frames and then eventually started making doll furniture. And um, it was in the late 50s, Ruth noticed her daughter, Barbara, playing Uh with paper dolls. I see where you're going with that. (laughs) Yeah. She was playing with paper dolls and imagining them as adults. 
And most of the toys for girls at the time were baby dolls where you, you know, toys where you pretended to be a mother and yeah. look after a household. You couldn't ever play that, you know, you were an extension of the toy where you're imagining yourself in different scenarios and whatnot because you're just looking after a baby. It's almost like they're designing mm-hmm. all women to be moms. Yeah. It's that programming, right? The programming. That's well, when it starts. Well, my hat's off to you, governments of the world. <laughs> well, most things were kind of ran by men back then. Most businesses and toy companies and whatnot, they were all ran by men. So it was men designing the toys. And what toys do little girls want? They all want to be mothers and look after the household and whatnot. So, so. do you know if they designed any super fucked up toys for children for girls a bunch of men in the boardroom i don't know i didn't research that i just researched barbie oh well i mean it's it's a version of barbie or a version of a doll that the all the guys around the the table in mattel created they're just like hmm well what should we do they they create like pregnant dolls and birthing dolls and like lactating dolls just because they want to in like ingrain that into your head that that's what you need to become yeah influence nah. this is all that you have and that's why barbie was such an important doll so she got the idea for creating a three-dimensional version of these paper dolls so a doll that girls could play with and dress and live their version of the life they wanted through not just look after so Barbie's original design was inspired by a German doll called Build Lily. The Lily doll was a popular adult-themed doll based on a comic strip, strip character and was sold as a gay gift for adults. Ruth Handler came across the doll during a trip to Europe and was in, intrigued by its adult appearance and fashion-forward style. She saw the potential to adapt the concept into a toy for young girls and used it, used it as inspiration for Barbie's design. So she collaborated with Jack W. Ryan to produce a similar fashion doll that could appeal to the American market. However, there were later disputes between Ruth and Jack, who actually came up or should be credited with designing the doll. So Ruth faced some legal challenges regarding that and also with the lily doll itself because basically it looks almost identical to this lily doll yeah just serves a different purpose so they had to fight for the rights to this doll to use the the doll's image and by 1959 the doll made her debut at the american international toy fair in March, March 9th, 1959, young girls were captivated. They hadn't seen anything like it before. So Barbie's full name was Barbara Millicent Roberts, and she hailed from the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin. Her first job was a teenage fashion model. She was originally designed to be sold as like a fashion doll that you can play with and dress. So you'd buy the doll for $3 and then you'd buy her outfit separate and those would cost 4 or $5. 
outfits and different accessories. So originally it was just kind of one style doll with different colored hair. Yeah. And she came dressed in a little striped white black, white and black striped bikini, little sunglasses. She was wearing a ponytail and heels and looked the way she did with these exaggerated proportions, tiny waist, long legs, big boobs. If Barbie were a real person, her measurements would be approximately 39, 21, 33. Sounds pretty hot to me. As unrealistic proportions, like there's no way she'd be able to stand up and blah, blah, blah. Thank God for plastic Um, surgery. They can actually make that happen now. Yeah, I don't like at the time Barbie was designed to be a doll. She wasn't. She didn't realize she was going to be this icon that people would eventually try to shape themselves around. That's a little borderline, you know. Barbie did get body shamed quite a bit. But at the time, they designed her. They had really tailored outfits that were basically like life-size outfits just shrunk down. So if you put a bunch of these outfits on a doll, it would kind of bulk her up and make her look out of proportion. So they lengthened the neck so that her collars would look a little bit better and shrunk her waist so that the clothes would fit a little bit better and she didn't look all out of proportion by the time she was fully dressed. So clothed, she looks regularly normal. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, the material's a bit bit thicker than it would be. Like back in the day when they originally designed Barbie clothes they had fully functioning zippers and snaps and hooks and stuff like that so they were quite bulky they were like real clothes now they're very thin and they have maybe a little bit of velcro did you love getting Barbie clothes like, I like never as got a kid. Barbie clothes I I didn't come around at that time so I was later kid, on. You never got little. You never got the Barbies, and then got like the clothes packs of different outfits. Mm-mm. No, we just got the dolls, just different dolls. There wasn't a lot of choice. I remember my sister getting packs. Yeah, sunglasses, lipsticks, different colored shoes, and for some reason, my aunt. Which I mean, I, I thought it was hilarious as a kid, and maybe it stems as to why I think things like this are are funny but she used to dress Ken up in Barbie's clothes oh yeah she would take my my sister's like toys and just like here you go here you go so it'd be Ken wearing a dress and packing his feet into the high heels and it looked awesome like I thought it was great yeah yeah I used to do that too I used to actually design clothes for the doll and like hand sew them and whatever I never like I got out of playing Barbie's and was more into making clothes for them, like cutting up socks or old shirts or what you know, rags or whatever I could find, and making outfits for her. It's a lot of work. Look at you go. Yeah, but uh, one of the, I guess, main draws to Barbie was the hair play, playing with her hair. So when Ruth Handler was designing the doll, she decided to give Barbie rooted hair, which wasn't very common with other kind of styled dolls like her. Do you know what they would do instead of the rooted hair? Would it just be like a glued on hair piece? Probably just glued on or something or like a hair snapped on. I don't know. It makes sense if the Barbie was bald, 
and you'd have a bunch of different hairstyles that you could get in a in a pack. Yeah, they did have one like that. She wasn't bald. She had um, kind of like Ken's hair. It was okay. just a plastic yeah. short hairstyle, looked like a pixie cut. And then she came with like three different colored Bob hairstyles, like Jackie Kennedy esque. It was around that time oh, the Bob hairstyle awesome. was in. But it wasn't all that popular because girls couldn't brush it. And that's what they wanted. They wanted to be able to brush the hair and braid it and put it up and down and style it different ways. So Barbie's introduction, I guess, was met with mixed reactions. Some parents were critical, you know, stating the Barbie looks unrealistic. She's too adult. Uh, She looks like a sex symbol. You can't give that to children. But children fell in love with it. So Barbie started advertising to the kids through like commercials on kids TV and whatnot. Yeah, they started marketing right to the kids. They stepped over the parents because that was not working. And in their first year, Barbie sold $300,000, which is incredible for a first year in, in operation. Do you know what the numbers are currently? Oh, it's over a billion, over a billion Barbie dolls sold in Jesus. 64 years now. Like in total or per year? In total. Okay. I was like, in one yeah, year, in that's, total, that's not fucking per incredible. Year. No, that would be like every person on earth purchasing Barbie dolls. <laughs> well, I mean, that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I used to go to Toys R Us for my G.I. Joe toys all the time. And whenever I, I would always walk through all sections and the Barbie section, I always thought was cool because there, there would always be like a tie-in character. Like there's, you know, Catwoman Barbie, Batgirl Barbie, mm-hmm. Black Cat Barbie. Mm-hmm. So I've always thought those are kind of cool and kind of neat, but I never bought any of them. I was like, as much as I love Catwoman and I love Supergirl, I, I don't really want to buy a 12-inch doll and and keep a it. Barbie doll of it. Like, I don't, I don't feel that it was like detrimental to my being or my image of my being, or how I perceive myself. I just don't want that big of a collectible. Plus, in the box is mm-hmm. is massive as well. Just because yeah, it looks yeah, cool. Yeah, they are large. That's but, why I never started collecting them either. I would love to collect Barbies. I have one. I'd love to collect them, but what the hell do you do with them? You need a whole room, and it would just be like shelves and shelves of Barbie. By the yeah. time I'm done, anyway. <laughs> I remember my, my kid wasn't into Barbies at all. We had a a Barbie playhouse for her that was like three floors with like a a bathtub Mm -hmm. and an elevator and stuff. And she was using that for her monster high dolls. We had the monster high high school and then we bought her the Barbie house and she just put her monster high dolls in there. Like she had a whole corner of her bedroom that was designated for all her monster high stuff. It was a massive Mm -hmm. collection of monster high shit. Yeah. My daughter was into that too. Yeah, we ended up selling it all when she was out of it. And then we used that money to buy her like a phone or an iPad or something for Christmas that year. Yeah. Moving on up. Yeah. Growing. Yeah. So Barbie grew too. What's that? Barbie grew too in the 1960s. Really? Yeah. Her popularity skyrocketed. And Mattel capitalized on the success by introducing new accessories, play sets, and career-themed dolls. Mm. Barbie's boyfriend, Ken, was introduced in 1961, just to kind of give her a companion. 
and he was followed by other friends and family members. Mattel recognized the importance of marketing and heavily promoting Barbie through TV commercials, print ads, and other media. And they embraced licensing agreements with various fashion designers and brands. Well, think about how killer it is if you own the the company. So you you own Mattel and Barbie is something that you're selling like crazy, but you don't need to make a new Barbie for every single one because the body is identical from the neck all the way down. You just need to make a new head and then a new outfit. Yeah. So 95% of that body is reused for so many other characters. So yeah, but they did in in 1963. They gave Barbie a little twist and uh, twist and turn Barbie launched in 1963. So you could kind of twist her to the side, like so just like a swivel hip, or did it, did yeah, it come like back? she moved side to side. No, like I think she stayed. Okay, you could swivel her back and forth, but. Before that, she was just straight up and down. She could bend at the waist, and that was it. Everything else was just the hard-molded plastic or whatever it was made out of. So this was, like, incredible. And, like, oh, wow, you can pose her in different ways. And then in 1965, they gave her the, like, famous bendable legs, that little click-click. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Click-click. Yeah. Yeah, so she could sit and stand more naturally. And, and obviously, you got to get her a car. You got to get her a convertible. Oh yeah, I don't know when the car now. came out. Yeah, yeah, Did I don't think that came around for a bit. She got a house first in 1965. Color Magic Barbie came out, so you could change her hair color with this special solution. But once the solution ran out, her hair was just bright yellow. Looks like when a dark-haired person tries to dye their hair blonde. Oh, yeah. Like that brassy yellow. yellow. Yeah. Yeah. And an amazing event happened in 1968. The first black Mattel doll was released. Her name was Christy. She was one of Barbie's best friends. Took nine years. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. It was an amazing time for little girls that there was a doll that was the same color. That's a long time, though. Nine years? Wow. Yeah, for sure. It, when it gets released, it's revolutionary. But when you really think about it, it it was way past overdue. Past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a very interesting interview with Ruth Handler, and she said Barbie was never meant to pave the way. She was meant to show the the times, the times that we were living in, what women were allowed to do. In those times. So anytime Barbie got a little bit more movement in her body, that was kind of portraying women's movement and freedom in, in life, you know, in their sexuality and, and what they're allowed to do and have in their life. She wasn't paving the way by far. So in the 1960s, Barbie's career choices expanded and she took on roles such as an astronaut, a doctor, a pilot. And she inspired girls to dream that, oh, hey, women can do those kind of jobs. I don't have to just be a mother or a teacher or whatever else they were allowed at the time. And that was the start of the downfall of society right there. Well, the society as... Giving girls ideas that they're able to do things? <laughs> it's 
I don't think it's the downfall of society. It's the way the way things were for sure. Things changed after that. Latchkey kids came along. Us, you know, things definitely changed. But it wasn't because of Barbie. <laughs> but what if it was? But no, what it's, if it was? It, like you said, like you said, the black Barbie came way past its time when it should have. Yeah. But I'm sure yeah, after that, definitely nobody was like, well, I'm sure girls were de- were inspired by it. But Barbie's not the sole reason why we have astronauts and doctors and whatnot that are female. Well, no, you had astronauts. There's been and a lot more that had to give away. Like a doll did not pave our way. It's not that easy. <laughs> it hasn't been that easy. So during the 70s, Barbie became more than just a toy. This is when she started to become a cultural icon. Her impact on fashion, beauty standards, and play influenced generations of young girls worldwide. One of the most popular Barbies was released in 1971, Malibu Beach Barbie. And it was a pivotal moment for the doll. She had tan skin, laid back beach attire. They call it laid back, but it was a blue bathing suit that came up to her chin. (laughs) All one piece. Yeah. It was definitely more, it covered a lot more than the original doll's suit. And also, she was looking directly ahead. The original doll kind of had a shifted gaze. It was kind of slanted and down and off to the side. She wasn't looking up and straight ahead. And Malibu Barbie was. Any reason why that is? Um, they just felt in the time that that women could have more confidence and face forward and look somebody in the eye with that body. <laughs> that unrealistic body? The unrealistic if, if, if body. you had that unrealistic that body. That was you... never intended to be anything that women or girls should aspire to have. It was only intended to make the outfits look good. Yeah. <laughs> And then it just became a standard. You know, that was Barbie. That's how you knew her. So in the 70s, Barbie, her fashion trends changed to kind of fit the times. Uh, She got her dream house in 1974. It was fully furnished and it was like Barbie's bachelorette pad. It was her place. And, you know, girls thought, oh, cool, we could have our own place and be a doctor and an astronaut. (laughs) And then in 1977, uh, Barbie kind of got a facelift. She had some sculpting done and got the superstar face sculpt. So superstar Barbie came out and kind of completely went in a different direction. She became more about glamour and and glitz and you know in your face flash flashy fashion whatever disco era you know the disco era and this is when Mattel kind of introduced the concept of character dolls where each doll was designed a specific way and looked a certain way and had a specific outfit. They were themed dolls or, you know, designed after celebrities. And they each had a unique look and personality. Some were tied to specific careers, movies, pulp culture, 
stuff like that. Uh, she took on roles such as a surgeon, a veterinarian, an Olympic athlete, and other professions, and really started to break stereotypes. So the transition to um, character dolls allowed Mattel to create more specialized and collectible Barbie dolls, like the Catwoman ones and whatever. Yeah, and like every year they have like a holiday Barbie. Those were really collectible. And it was around this time, however, that Ruth Handler, one of the co-founders of Mattel and the creator of Barbie, left the company. It was 1975, and her departure was the result of several factors, including internal disputes and a legal battle. Ruth Handler faced legal trouble when she was indicted for alleged securities fraud in connection with Mattel's stock offerings. She was accused of violating federal security laws by concealing certain financial information from investors. Although she was later acquitted of the charges in 1978, that was the end of her time at Mattel. So then after that, it was strictly run by a board of all men. And things started to get interesting after that. <laughs> you're, you're laughing because I don't think you really mean it. Interesting? Well, later on, later on, I'll go through some of the discontinued dolls or the more controversial dolls that hit the market. Some of them were quite entertaining. Pregnant Barbie, squeeze her stomach, a baby falls out of her <laughs> vagina. So in the 1980s, Barbie was mostly about embracing pulp culture because that's when pulp culture really started. People were really interested in pulp culture. In 1980, there was a Western, a Western Barbie. And I think this outfit is actually in the movie. The movie uses some of the outfits throughout Barbie's Time oh, line. you'd be a fool not That's to. quite cool. Yeah, quite cool. Quite cool to see. Like, oh, I had that one. Ooh, I had that one. So it definitely marked the beginning of Barbie's char character dolls with specific designs and personalities. The first black Barbie doll, not Barbie's friend. It was a black doll made by, like, from the same mold as yeah. Barbie was released in 1980 and it was groundbreaking however it was called black barbie <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> yeah uh. yeah but it was she was actually barbie so that was a bit revolutionary it wasn't just a friend she was barbie can you imagine after they release that one the next one they release is white barbie <laughs> and then yeah and then slantized barbie and you're like uh maybe we should <laughs> remove the uh the people in charge right now because they're not <laughs> yeah. good at this whole naming thing. How about we just call them all Barbie? Somebody's like, that's yeah. that's a pretty good idea, but how do you differentiate? Well, you don't need to. It's the same character. Yeah. I think they do all have different names by what they're themed around or something, something like that. Yeah. But it's always Barbie. Yeah, absolutely. So in, 19, in 1985, Barbie got pivoting arms. So it allowed, allowed them to move forward and backward, giving her more realistic and versatile gestures. So you could really pose her. You know, she's supposed to be more glamorous and whatnot. And they wanted poses that kind of reflected that. So 
kind of the mid 1980s, I remember this happening. Barbie heard about a new doll coming out um, called Gem in the Holograms. Oh, yeah. And Mattel knew the doll would be a hit. Yeah. The cartoon and was thus, awesome. Yeah. And thus Barbie and the Rockers was born. Of course. They capitalized on the popularity of the music and fashion at the time. And Mattel and Hasbro were competing fiercely with these two dolls to make it to market first. And Barbie was able to, to beat them to it. And they launched first. Plus the marketing team leveraged TV commercials and music videos to really push the doll and promote it. Jem uh, had a few mishaps and they were pushed back by like three months or something like that. And by the time Jem came out, everybody thought it was a knockoff of Barbie and the Rockers. And it, it solidified Barbie's iconic status and market position. Did you ever have any of the Jem and the Holograms and the Misfit toys? I had I had one. I liked like her wrist bent. She yeah. was a lot taller, more proportioned like a person, but she didn't fit any of my other dolls. Like she had a bigger head. She didn't fit any of the clothes. Their, their, so their clothes rocked because they were rock stars. So they had an amazing outfits. Yeah. yeah. My sister had I a bunch of- I don't remember her outfit. The gem and the holograms? Yeah. Yeah, they the, they had good guys and bad guys, Jam and the Holograms and then the Misfits. And the Misfits were more punk and synthesizer and leopard print and zebra print. It was, they were fucking great toys. The cartoon was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Even though I was I, all about Barbie and the Rockers. I was obsessed with it. I had the little Barbie with the microphone and I had the cassette tape and I'd play the music and Barbie would sing. And I was a freaking rock star, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So in 1988, Barbie got realistic feet. And anybody that's seen any trailer for the Barbie movies knows kind of the reaction to this Barbie doll. Because Jem had flat feet. So maybe that's why Barbie thought, oh, let's try a flat-footed doll. But it's like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like on the trailer, blah, flat feet. Are you talking about the slanted feet, like to yeah. fit high heels? Yeah, like before that, Barbie had pointed toes. She had the sh That's all she had was the iconic pointed toes, and they fit perfect in a pair of stilettos. And then they changed it to be flat so, feet? Yeah. Like with Barbie toes, with like the toe-like lines? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they were flat feet. I think she had some like slides that would you could put on her. Did they switch it Maybe back? Maybe some shoes. Or do they yeah. currently have toes and stuff well they all they have toes still but they're just pointed toes most of the dolls are still pointed toes but now they articulate so they go back and forth but we'll get to that oh i'm sorry i i, I don't know what's on your computer there so or in your head so i i don't know that we're getting there oh, i apologize okay. i'll try harder don't don't worry about it don't get offended don't no, get offended I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna go fuck myself so in the, maybe <laughs> I'm sure you, I thought you were earlier. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. oh. In the 90s, Barbie kind of fought to stay relevant. Uh, she did get bendable wrists like Jem had. So you could like pose her hand out really elegantly and place something on top of it. Or she could, you know, 
pose really elegant with her handbag or whatnot just made her a lot more fun, enhanced her realism a bit. Uh, she started facing some competition from other dolls and like dolls that you could style their hair. So doll came out with totally hairball Barbie, which became the best selling Barbie doll of all time out of all of them. This one sold the best. Her hair went like from the top right to her toes, basically. Oh, so wow. much hair. Girls went nuts. And the commercials showed the, the doll flipping around. You remember like you were there. I was there. No, I mean like there, like right now. Like you went back in time, like right now. <laughs> oh, this is definitely like a blast from the past. Because this is the time when I really had Barbies, you know. I started growing out of them when I was about 13. 1990s. 1990s. This is when Barbie started to really become famous in movies. I mean, she was already in a ton of commercials. Did she ever have a cartoon, like a weekly animated thing? Yeah. Yeah. She's had lots, actually, and tons of movies. I don't even know how many. Yeah. When my kid was little, I, I downloaded a whole bunch of Barbie movies. They were all like, 3d animated style and we watched them i have probably two or three dozen of these movies they're about 45 to 90 minutes long each but we watched them all again and again and again and again so i've seen a lot of barbie movies in my life but not the most current one all cartoon i just didn't know if they had like a weekly show that was out every single saturday morning or you know every day after school whenever cartoons were popular in the 90s i'm trying to think if there was because it seems like a no-brainer. Toy, cartoon, comic tie-ins were all over the place in the 80s and 90s. If there was a toy, there was a cartoon. If there was a cartoon, there was a comic. I think it was mostly just movies. Hmm. Like the direct-to-VHS ones? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a bit of controversy in the 90s. They released a doll, Teen Talk Barbie. D did it say, I can see you. Can you see me? <laughs> <laughs> maybe there were a ton of phrases and each barbie was loaded with three different phrases so that you know the dolls could kind of be different and you could interact your doll with your friend's doll and they would say different things but some of the phrases were really stereotypical i like to cook a meal for my husband when he walks in the door after a long day at work no barbie didn't have a husband no. I like to cook a meal for my boyfriend, Ken, after he's worked a long, hard day. <laughs> I don't know. Barbie never really came off as the homemaker type. Like, she never had kids. She was never pregnant. She was never married. She was the a career woman, you know, or trying to be president. But anyway, the things that she said were things like, will we ever have enough clothes? I <laughs> love shopping. And the thing that upset people the most was math class is tough. Do you remember this at all in the 90s? No, math not class at all. is tough. And they pulled the doll from the shelves because people were just infuriated about this stereotype that women couldn't do math. And I mean, I don't like the other phrases either. I love shopping. Like it is so stereotypical. Yeah, but when you at have the a time, doll, I didn't give a shit. But when you have a doll, that's an architect 
an astronaut, a lawyer, mm -hmm. a biochemist, mm -hmm. uh -huh. a pilot. It's going to say, oh, uh -huh. math is hard. Well, guess what? You don't have yeah. any of those other jobs. <laughs> right. It just didn't make sense with the time and whatnot. So she oh, was so pulled stupid. from the shelves. Yeah. Do you think those Barbies are worth quite a bit now if you have one still in the box? Oh, the discontinued ones would be, yeah. Yeah, for I know that's how it's like with my toys. Yeah. Yeah, all those controversial controversial dolls, if you had one. Where's something? So in 1998, Barbie was induced into the Toy Hall of Fame, solidifying Aww. her status as an icon and beloved toy around the world. Her 30th anniversary was in 1999. Um, three decades. Three decades of making the same doll. Like the same storyline, Barbie. The same brand. You know, that's amazing. And the milestone was commemorated with various special edition dolls. I don't know what any of these dolls were. I like by this time, I was completely out of Barbie. I was married at this point. Ew, gross. <laughs> Ew, gross. I know. What were you like, 15? Seemed that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It felt like yeah. That. Sure. I, felt I, like was. I was. Yeah. <laughs> so then we kind of get into the 2000s where there's a lot more awareness in different cultures and embracing diversity and empowering the Barbie fashionista, fashionista line was introduced in 2010 and featured dolls with uh, different body types, skin tones, height, different hairstyles, like different waist sizes, different leg lengths, different toes. <laughs> so creating a Barbie for every person from every shape and size. Yeah. Yeah. Try to break the stereotypes a bit. Is it still and like also that? At, um, yeah. Yeah. There's still this fashionista line out. And in 2000, Barbie got articulated ankles. So they had joints in them, allowing her feet to move up and down, improving her stability and flexibility. And you can pose her feet in different ways. And also she could switch from flats to her stilettos. So her, her foot fit both. Before it could only fit in a stiletto or yeah. the flat. So this way you can have either. It makes her a little bit more versatile. A big thing that happened in 2004, Barbie and Ken called it quits. Uh oh. They broke up. Do you remember? No, I it just was like all over the media. Slut. Oh, sorry. What? Of course you do. You're a man. Yeah. What? What really? What was that's the, story? the only reason? That's the only reason a woman and a break. Leave. They they had uh, erectus. How do you say that word? Ere I, I don't know. Ha, you say I'm not it. reading it. Irreconcilable differences. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that one. Irrecon After being together for... Distant. Erection, erection, erection style. Erectures. Erection style. Erection styleable differences. There we go. After, after being together for over 40 years, they just needed a bloody break. 
That's all. Um, it was really just to kind of bring some attention back to Barbie, create a little bit of drama. I mean, 2004 was all about freaking drama and, you know, gossip and all of that. People's personal lives in pop, pop, pop culture. So they what do they do? Apart. Did they go get new boyfriends and girlfriends? Did Ken date Skipper? Um, I think, That's the first thing I, I would have done. Ken, I think Ken just stopped existing briefly oh. during that point. That's what I felt like happened. And she started dating somebody named Blaine. And he was a surfer dude. And he had really wild hair. Like, I think he actually had hair, like rooted hair, like hers. So you could brush it. But it was crazy, man. It would stand straight up. Like, it did not look good. Eventually, in 2011, her and Ken got back together, and they're still together to this day. Uh, I guess that's romantic. Maybe. I mean, they're still yeah. not married. Dude, just put a ring on it. No, Barbie will never get married. Period. So she's just going to string her that poor guy line, along. Her, her storyline ends. That's what I think. Her storyline ends if she gets married. Then she has kids, and that's it. She's a housewife. Well, Boom. just because you get married. End of her career. Mean... Okay. No. How? No, she really? can't juggle the kids and over 250 careers. That's a uh, lot. Barbie that's a can lot. juggle everything. <laughs> Show can, us the woman you actually. are. <laughs> She's going to tell no, Ken but... that he has to have the babies. Sorry, Ken. I'm going to work. You're going to have the kids. <laughs> you have to carry the, yeah. carry the babies. And then. Mattel's going to make lactating Ken. Pregnant Ken. <laughs> Want to be inclusive? I mean, eventually, maybe, maybe it will be relevant and it'll be a thing. Men will be having babies and they'll make a Ken doll to suit that, to show well, that time. That's our... perfect. And then Ken's going to be able to talk and he's going to be like, being a mom is hard. <laughs> I like shopping. <laughs> Math is tough. <laughs> In 2020, uh, Barbie, the Barbie Fashionista line expanded to include dolls with disabilities, featuring a doll in a wheelchair and another with a prosthetic leg. Huh. So the Barbie Fashionista line is still going. Um, Barbie is still going. It still continues to be a success. It keeps innovating and... There is so much more to Barbie's history than what I just covered there. So much more. Well, it's like 35 minutes. I'm pretty sure you can get deep dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more. But I wanted to go over some of the controversial dolls that came out. Sure. Ones that were discontinued or pulled from the market. Some of them are quite funny. We'll start with a Ken doll. In 2011. This was in 2011. Like picture that time there was a palm beach sugar daddy ken <laughs> all right so he he portrayed a mature man dating a younger woman which some saw as inappropriate for the children's toy he had on like um he looked very uh hugh hefner-esque like the the really flashy suit and he had a little dog i think like a little shih tzu dog or something like that it was quite creepy i'm just picturing the guys and i mean in 2011 there's going to be men and women sitting around that table right it's no longer just men working and running the company can, can you imagine them sitting around the table discussing this 
and it's unanimous that we have to bring it to market? It, she definitely, there wasn't a woman CEO at the time. There was no, definitely it, a male CEO at the time. Yeah, but th- that doesn't make all the decisions. Yeah. You have to vote. So there's going to be panels of people working for the company that have to vote whether or not they're going to like push something through to market. I, I can't imagine them being like, well, yeah. yeah, we need sugar daddy Ken. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's push this to market. Give him a shih tzu and make him look I'll, a little bit older. Be sugar daddy Ken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Someone was living out his fantasy there, and yeah. everyone just went along with it. I bet you he was really convincing. Uh, or he did it as a joke, but somebody else backed him. So he's like, oh, fuck, now it's got to be serious. We got to go through with it now. Yeah. Now it's going to hit the shelves. Okay. Oh, it's going. Let's see. Let's see what happens. What do you mean you bought airtime? What do you mean you bought print ads? I mean, you have the mold all made up. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, got to do it. We got to push through. Yeah. That's that's the only way. Pretty awesome. In 2010, Video Girl is usually an actress in a bikini who dances around, you know, like in a rap video or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's the only videos video I watch. Girl. But that's what they that's what they called this Barbie. Um, she had a real video camera inside of her chest. Okay. That actually made the FBI worry that the toy might be used to create child pornography. So oh it was banned. <laughs> I bet you those ones are worth a mint. Yeah. yeah. Pedophile Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they got to have a nickname. <laughs> Epstein Island Barbie. Yeah. Share a smile, Becky. In 1997, this doll was introduced as Barbie's friend who used who used a wheelchair. However, okay. the wheelchair was not sized appropriately for most of Barbie's playsets, making it difficult for Becky to fit and participate fully in various Barbie activities. So she was discontinued. So instead of fixing the house to make it better for her, they just swept it under the rug mm-hmm. to remove it. They did eventually. They designed, there weren't a lot of doll houses designed so they did eventually design a doll that fit the fashionista barbie's wheelchair so she can go in the rooms and use the elevator as well they learned from their mistakes (laughs) that's good in um, 1975 there was a growing up skipper doll and this was the time when it was a completely full board of um, male males at the time yeah so (laughs) growing up skipper had a feature where her body could grow taller by rotating her arm however it also gave gave the doll the ability to grow breasts (laughs) at the same time (laughs) fucking genius so yeah she was banned (laughs) you know they're going to bring that back for what what's what was her name what skipper? Growing up skipper. They're gonna have one growing up Ken. They're gonna give Ken breasts. <laughs> They're gonna make him get a little bit shorter, oh, yeah. give him hips. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a Drake Queen Barbie. I don't know if there's like a transvestite Barbie yet. I'll have to search that up. You've heard of Barbie's best friend Skipper. I always thought that she was a little sister. A lesser... Oh, it is her little sister, isn't it? I have no it idea. It is. It's one of her sisters. Yeah. Sorry, I, it's I don't one of her like sisters. Barbies. Hey, 
Skipper, yeah. I've it's been confirmed. <laughs> Skipper is Barbie's sister. See, and that's she why I said friend. when Ken and Barbie broke up, Ken went to go Mac on Skipper. He's like, fuck Barbie, I'm gonna plow the <laughs> yeah. sister. Yeah, I don't know if Skipper ever did grow up or if she's still a teenager. Or I think she, she was like a little girl and then a teenager, then a little girl, and maybe she's a teenager again. Well, they need to use the growing up Skipper doll and you you won't have to question it. You could clearly see that yeah, she's they should a woman have left now. her. They should have left her on the market. Maybe maybe she would have grew up. So anyway, Midge. Um Midge, oh, what year was this? Um, Midge is a friend or a sister or a mom? She's one of the best friends. Okay. Oh, it was happy, happy family Midge. So at one point there was a doll named Alan and he was Ken's best friend and they were the exact same size so they could share clothes. But there was only ever one Alan. They eventually discontinued him, I think. They didn't. Yeah. Why that can have have a life other than Barbie? Right. Exactly. What's the point of that? That's just like Ken, have a friend, give him something to do when Barbie's not around. Why? Yeah, no, we don't we don't want that. We want it to reflect real life where the woman doesn't let you have friends. Well, eventually, Alan went off and got married. And in 2002, this doll set came out and included a pregnant image with a removable bell plate and a baby inside. Oh. So you could, like, take off Midge's belly, and inside was this gaping hole with this little baby <laughs> nesting inside, and you can oh, pull the baby out. And then they have a family. But some parents express concerns about introducing pregnancy and childbirth themes to toys or to children through toys. So, you know, how are babies made? Um, Well, you have the doll and the doll and they, you know, it just (laughs) seemed inappropriate. Well, it wasn't inappropriate (laughs) unless they built genitals on the dolls. Yeah, exactly. And that they did at some point, I'm sure there were prototypes of a Barbie with nipples and Ken with a wing, but they just Only decided one? to make it a smooth area. Only one. Oh, that's too bad. We want to be inclusive. <laughs> so people with two penises, d- penal. I don't remember what it's called. There's a thing. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. You need to research that. Yeah. That should be the next Ken. <laughs> yeah what's in your pants ken <laughs> oh what two things are in my pants you mean barbie or skipper <laughs> depending on which year it is no or, or... like even in the movie even in the barbie movie they they say we don't have genitals <laughs> but ken's like i have all the genitals <laughs> does he know what that word means probably not <laughs> it's just trying to be cool you know yeah, I suppose I should watch it. I do like watching movies. I mean, it's a moment in time for sure. It's It'll be like a, a classic. This movie is not going away. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So in 2006, there was Barbie and Tanner. This Barbie doll set included a dog, Tanner, who could eat and then have pooping action. Oh, my and God. And of course... People felt that was inappropriate and unnecessary for a children's toy. Plus, the magnets on the bottom of this Tanner dog would come loose and could be a choking hazard. 
they never say anything about the poop being a choking hazard. It was like these little hard plastic balls of brown poop that would come out of his bum. I still find it weird. There was a little like like, a little pouch that you could carry them in so you didn't lose them. (laughs) You still you don't find it weird that this stuff gets through the suggestion stage to the the release Mm -hmm. stage. He's just so fucked up. Like, are you that hurting? It's all in who's in the company. Well, can you imagine? They figure it's like. If those got approved, imagine the fucking garbage that didn't get approved. Yeah. Like, that's already garbage. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how how low the lowest suggestion was that year. (laughs) Yeah, pooping dog. But, you know. Auschwitz Barbie. It's funny, Uh, right? Maybe not. It's like poop. What's true? I guess. Board games with poop or Pictionary style games with poop. It's probably fun for kids. Yeah. But maybe not walking your dog and having to take a shit. Although now yeah. that that Barbie would come with little tiny blue bags so you could pick the poop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And dispose of it properly, not just in a little satchel attached to the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my business. The one is, more Barbie. My business oh, is right next to a pet store, and mm-hmm. people bring their pets there all the time. And then people will walk their pets around the parking lot and on the grass, and their their dogs are constantly shitting out of my grass, and they never pick it up. There's even oh. shit next to my front door. I'll come to work and I'll be like, "Oh, cool, bunch of shit next to my front door." They're just, I don't, uh, it just bothers me. I would love to it's throw it's it a at business. the business. It's a business, and th- they don't realize that you're an actual person that has to go out and pick it up. They just think it's a business, and it'll just magically fucking disappear. Yeah, but if you have a dog, you should really be responsible for their shit. Like, literally, mm-hmm. for their shit. Yeah, if you're out walking it around, not just letting it out in your backyard. Yeah, because, yeah, they take it's it out of the car, they go get whatever they need from the pet store, then they walk it around till it pisses or shits, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah. a bunch of assholes. So in 2010, uh, Barbie decided to become a computer engineer. Even though math is hard? Uh, Yeah, right? Right? (laughs) But here we go again. There was nothing wrong with the doll. The problem was the book that came with the doll. (laughs) And the book was called Barbie. I can be a computer engineer. So in the book, she mostly just infects computers with viruses and can't fix anything without the help of her male co-workers. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, of course... The internet, now we're in the time of the internet, saw fit to recaption pages from the book and turn her into the superior feminist hacker Barbie. Like, people weren't happy that, why does Barbie need help from her male co-workers? Like, fuck this shit. At this point, it's 2010. She's been through the same classes those males have. <laughs> she can do it on her own. Yeah, but math is a hard. We already learned that. Math is tough. Oh, tough. Sorry. So from 1992, math is tough to 2010. She's still like still facing these stupid stereotypes, right? Like 2010, this book came out. Again, I don't know who's on the board, if there's any females at all, or if the females are all just designers and creatives at this point. Or they're like but letting this shit go through to 70 year old women that are set. That's in their ways. true, too. 
Absolutely. Somebody who's more traditionalist yeah. that thinks, oh, this is what women are facing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They're facing anyway, that. the whole history of, of Barbie is just packed full of interesting, amazing things. Like it would be pretty amazing to release a, a Barbie, a, like a one-off, something like an internal gift for your, your employees. And the only phrase mm-hmm. that it, it says is something to do with with math like oh you got me math my only nemesis how did you know (laughs) yeah yeah that was a big deal that doll i remember hearing about it like on the news and shit like that math is tough i don't remember hearing any barbie news no ever like for the doll Mm -hmm. but i wasn't into it you were into it so you know, if yeah, absolutely. you talk about something a lot, you pretty much see it everywhere you go for the next little while. It's like that. If you're really into it, you're going to keep your ear to the ground and you're going to know everything about it. Yeah, I am still into it. I It kind of like waned a bit, though. Once Brie got a bit older, I kind of forgot about Barbie. And like all my Barbies at this point are destroyed because <laughs> they went through me and other kids playing with them. And then my daughter. So, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in Barbie and I would love to have some, but if I start collecting them, it's going to be like you and it, it'll just be walls of Barbie. My, my walls will, yeah. would just be Barbies I do, and have it's a... ridiculous. I can't allow myself to do that because I will hyper fixate on it and I'll want all the Barbies. I'll well, want them all. I, I've I've got a little list here of rare barbies but not like the rarest barbie so i didn't like pick the top oh, five cool. rarest ones i picked some that i thought were really cool that yeah the price range is a little bit out there but it's not undoable but it would be cool to have on your shelf and mm-hmm. then i have one that is just like yeah that's not going to happen because i can go buy a house for the same price yeah. so but <laughs> but yeah so in 2000 they had a limited edition ferrari barbie oh so yeah it's got the ferrari logo in a hairpiece and it's dressed in their Ferrari red. And it's sold on eBay in the last 10 years for about 225 bucks. So that's not too oh, much, wow. but it's a cool one to have. Like the, the Ferrari logo and yeah. the hairpiece, the red red dress. Well, it looks considering awesome. what are these dolls when they retail? Like $20? Like yeah. Between $20 and $30, unless it's like the holiday themed or, you know, special, special edition ones. Those ones are a little bit more. Yeah. So that, I mean, $200 for a doll is pretty good. If it's a I cool think. one, right? You you wouldn't yeah, you wouldn't yeah. go pay $200 for Malibu Barbie. Oh, like the 1971 Malibu Barbie? No, like if Absolutely. there's like a redo of Malibu oh, Barbie. Yeah. She's just no. labeled Malibu Barbie. She's gotcha. tan and she's in a bikini with an umbrella. You're like, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's not as cool as a Ferrari one. But then this mm-hmm. one here, I think, is the one that I would like to buy, other than the the Catwoman one and Batgirl ones that I saw before. But this one came out in 2010, and it's called Athena, part of the Goddess series. And she's dressed mm-hmm. like like a Spartan warrior with a headdress, the gold armor, and a shield, and a spear and stuff. And that's she looks badass. She looks like somebody from Wonder Woman, like from the island of Themyscira, like a warrior. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's selling for about 450 on eBay. Oh, which is i mean wow. it's still it's out there it's a pretty expensive doll but it's still not mm-hmm. too far out there if you want one because it looks fucking awesome on your shelf 
it's like buying a, a DC statue, like a Harley Quinn yeah. porcelain statue. It's going to run you like 350 bucks, but it looks awesome on your shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this is weird because Barbie's teamed up with a ton of different things, like how Lego teams up with different brands. Barbie teamed yeah, up collaborate. with Star Wars. So if when Barbie teams up with Star Wars, what's your first thought of a Barbie? Mm, Princess that, Leia. Right? Princess Leia. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But how how dressed? Like in the white cloak, in her in her yeah, gold with bikini? her with the buns. No, yeah. with the with the buns. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, in the I'm white thinking, cloak. There's That's so much picture. that you can do with Princess Leia, but yeah. they they did something a little bit different. She's dressed in fur, like head to toe. She leaves a little bit on her thigh. She's got the big fur boots, this big fur hat. It's the Chewbacca oh. Barbie. What the fuck, it, Chewbacca? Yeah, the like the big fucking hair monster thing. Yeah, that was but yeah, good. It's it's got the the hair color and it it looks like cave cave woman Barbie. And that's it, Princess Leia. No, no, that's what you would assume that they oh. would do, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. They went Chewbacca Barbie. Oh, there is a Princess Leia Barbie though. Well, I I don't know, but this one here, mm-hmm. yeah, you you can get it for five hundred bucks on eBay. Whoa! Yeah. Chewbacca Barbie. Chewbacca Barbie. I didn't know there was a Chewbacca Barbie. I wouldn't even think That's about crazy. doing that. There's so many. Oh, and I this want one them I thought all, was Clay. Really, really cool looking. If you're into history, which I am, it's the Marie Antoinette Barbie. Oh, so it's in yeah, a I've big elaborate French gown with all the like yeah. trim on it and stuff. And they go for about three grand. So that's like out there for yeah. pricing. You're like, wow. But it looks very, very cool. Very elegant. Awesome on your shelf if you had that. Mm-hmm. And obviously the original one, if you had one from 1959 and it's still in the box and stuff, you get about 28 grand for it. Yeah. $28,000 for something that my, they... my mother, they paid $3. It was $3 when she came out that original doll. My mom had one and I was like, damn, but she said, I played with it. It was well, played with. Well, yeah. And that's what you for. did. These people that kept one in the box like they're they're smart you know they saw that it was going to be worth something down the line like the one that i have she's only worth like maybe 60 dollars, 60 70 dollars at the at this point what is it's the only good one you have left like you said the other ones were all destroyed she's still in the box she's a collector the pink label collector and she's a rose splendor but I thought she was so pretty. I bought her at an auction for like $20 or something like that. Yeah. Like, And I thought, oh, there's probably a million of these dolls. It's never going to increase in value. But I just thought she was beautiful. But I mean, it has so far. Like I've I've seen them on, I think it was Etsy or something for, you know, like a hundred bucks if it's in prime condition, like the yeah. box is in prime condition. But mine's not. It's a little bit weathered. <laughs> And if you have a little bit of extra money lying around, like house mm-hmm. purchase money, there is an elegant blonde Barbie that's the most expensive ever sold. It's designed by Stefano Canturi, who designed the necklace, which features emerald cut Australian pink diamonds, a carrot apiece, surrounded by three carats of glittering white diamonds. At auction, it sold for $302,500. Wow. But reading into it, the price might not reflect the true value. 
because essentially you're buying the, the gems on it, not the doll itself. Yeah. But yeah, the exactly. doll the doll was also created to raise money for breast cancer. So those things will get upped in price. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's for, for charity. The donation. Yeah. But still, that that's one of the most expensive ones ever sold is $302,000. Oh, I didn't know that. I would love a tattoo Barbie. One of the tattoo Barbies. They did a tattoo Barbie? Yeah. Yeah, she had tattoos like on her. I think she had like a sleeve or something or there were different ones. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd really like to get my hands on one of those. But I looked um, just the other day and it's like $900. Ooh, yeah. But I mean, again, that's whatever that person's valuing it as. I'm sure you could find them somewhere else. But that's all collecting is, right? It it It's people's perception of what the value is. Oh, yeah. Like I'm in a room right now that I perceive mm-hmm. it as a different yeah, value you're surrounded. than people. Yeah, you're surrounded with collectibles. But I, I do all right with what I'm selling. I haven't lost it's any money. It's looking yet. a lot more empty in there. Yeah, a little bit by like, little I bit. I see some spaces. Yeah, there's some spaces behind yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, most of those that you see are probably yeah. in a box somewhere. I took them off a shelf, took pictures, oh. and they're in a box waiting to be uploaded and sold. Or somebody saw it on a website and they're like, hey, are you selling those? I'm like, sure. What's the price? If they offer me a good enough price, I'll just open up the shelf and take them all off. Be like, here, they're yours. I don't, yeah. I don't care about them anymore, which is is good. It's nice to be freed of the idea that I need to keep them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm saying about collecting Barbies. Like I can't allow myself to collect anything. If I have more than one of something, I'm like, Oh, it's a collection. And then I just have to have all the things. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what that is, but it's something. It's terrible. (laughs) Uh, It's not normal. I've cured myself from it. Yeah, so I just have to put my foot down and no, I can't even have one. <laughs> but I do have one and I do want more. <laughs> and I think I can, I think I can withstand buying like expensive, crazy ones. And just like, I want to keep my out, eye out for the ones that are coming out now that potentially in the future are going to be worth money. Yeah. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Mattel thought would devalue? Their brand of Barbie. What's that? Nineteen ninety-seven. Listening to the radio. Do you remember hearing mm-hmm. anything? Absolutely, over and over and over again. So yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. Aqua had a song called "Barbie Girl." Yeah, everybody's heard it. Oh yeah, it's nuts. And then I'm I'm listening to it right now in my head. Yeah. Hmm. But Mattel is like, hey, wait a minute. So your song about Barbie girl, but you're essentially telling us that Barbie is a sex object and a bimbo. And they weren't cool with that at all. So they claimed it tarnished the reputation of their trademark and impinged on their marketing plan. And they also claimed that the cover packaging of the single used for Barbie girl had a pink color registered to Mattel called Barbie pink. Ooh. So they, they used a color they weren't allowed to use. That's what Mattel had said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they tried to sue the record company, which is MCA. And then MCA fought that and fought it and fought it and fought it. And finally, after going through a bunch of different other cases that were similar to this one, at the end of the day, the judge literally said, 
chill. Both of you, it's done. I'm throwing it out. He told them to chill. Oh, yeah. So then Mattel <laughs> couldn't go through that route anymore, but then they figured they could go to the Supreme Court. And mm-hmm. they launched it on the Supreme Court and it was denied. They didn't even, they said, no, we're done. You're not doing this. They can sing that song. A parody is a parody and they're allowed to sing whatever they want about it. Mm-hmm. And the pink ended up not being the exact pink. So they didn't lose money on that. Oh, nice. And I think though. Well, I the, mean. The, the irony the of time, it all. I, sorry. At the time, I didn't like that song. Yeah. But now I've come to appreciate it. <laughs> I think the So irony... I'm glad. I'm glad that they won. The irony of it is that that song is used on the soundtrack, but as a background to the Nicki Minaj song called Barbie World. So they actually, so when it comes down to it, they actually paid the record company, the company they tried to sue. They had to pay that company to use that background vocal. So I I think they're okay with it now, 30 years later. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't use the actual song. Well, if you listen to the background, they weren't the, going to use the, actual the background song. is the song. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, then Nicki Minaj is over top of it. Yeah. Um, so Mattel may have kind of dropped the ball with the odd doll here and there. Yeah. But overall, they managed to stay extremely relevant. And on average, they sell 58 million dolls per year. God damn. That's incredible. $100 a minute to over, to people in over 150 different countries. I wonder what kind of accessory packs they sell. Or do people just, do you think most people are buying the dolls to play with for kids? Or do you think there's it's collectors now? Just oh, there's tons of collectors it. now. Tons of collectors, especially the special edition ones or the... The holiday ones, the celebrity ones, the ones that are themed around pop pop culture, those ones are the ones that the collectors like. Not just a average, you know, um, like white horse Barbie or something, you know, just a typical Barbie that they release. Those ones, I don't think the collectors really go for. But then those are the ones that are going to be worth money. Actually, the ones that have the smallest releases. I know in my toy world, you know, if they only make 2,000 of these one thing, they're always going to be worth more than something that goes to mass market. Mm. I just can't imagine people storing these things because they're huge, right? The boxes are large, especially the special edition ones like with the big dresses or the the accessories packs built in or the dog with the shit. They're like twice the size of the other boxes. Yeah. Just storing it has to be astronomical. I guess all my toys have been opened up. If they were still in their packages, I, I remember what this room looked like before that. Like they were just piles and piles and piles of boxes of stuff boxed up. And then I was like, nope, need to save room. Cut everything out of the boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lost so and much. And then value. it's like at at one point, at what point are you like, why do I even have this collection? They're just sitting around in their packaging in tubs or well, I mean, you know tucked under the bed or whatever yeah. you know if you're saving them to sell why, them you already, you you already know it? your plan your plan is to sell right, them yeah. or something yeah but if you're but, a, yeah. if you're gonna buy to put on a shelf to admire that's different mm-hmm. like you would buy to collect or would you buy to put on a shelf and admire i it would start out as admiring 
<laughs> and it I'd would have just them out somewhere probably it would and just then turn gross it would it would turn gross and it would feel gross because i would have too many and yeah. then i'd put them out in storage somewhere and probably ruin them like i did with this one <laughs> and then what happens if you die in That's a car accident or something and they're left with like storage units full of barbies <laughs> yeah that's gotta suck. Yeah. But what? Yeah, it's so no collecting for me. Oh, everything it comes down to. What's what's your take on it? Barbie was probably one of the most influential toys ever. Mm-hmm. For women, yeah, or little girls, I guess. If they had lost their lawsuit with the German company, that German doll, Barbie could have been nothing. Yeah, it could have ended right there if they had to reshape her, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened along the way that could have prevented them from carrying on the Barbie brand. But bravo to Mattel. I would say Barbie is probably their most popular toy that they sell, other than Hot Wheels. Yeah, Charles and I were talking about this, and Mattel sees a gold mine now. Like their their Hot Wheels is obviously popular for them, but this Barbie movie is like crossing a mm-hmm. billion dollars in sales in like a week and a half or two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty incredible. And in, it is in it's re-sparking a it's re-sparking a lot of people's curiosity or love for the doll again. Like I know it did for me. I had to like I watched a ton of different documentaries and like I was just into it again. And it brought back that feeling of independence that the doll gave me that I could escape myself and my life the way that it was for however long and just be whatever I wanted and be beautiful and be successful and have whatever I wanted. That's what Barbie was for me. I just find it weird that Mattel is like, Hey, we're making a lot of money. So let's make more movies based on our toys. And now the people at Mattel have 200 different ideas for toy movies to come out. And then I'm going through the Mattel brand. I'm like, were you going to do a Fisher Price movie? An Uno movie? Apples to Apples movie? <laughs> Balderdash movie? Like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, a lot about? Of board games, hey? Yeah, like, what are you talking? You have 200 lined up? I mean, I could see Bob the Builder. Yeah. I could see Thomas the Tank Engine. That makes sense. Hot Wheels? Fuck, that's a no-brainer. Like, an absolute no-brainer. But you're just looking at a lot of other things that are just so non-movie related there's no way you're going to make a how do you make that interesting (laughs) make a doodle pro movie doodle pro like really etch a sketch just a bunch of stupid shit hug and talk that already sounds like a pedophile those are a lot of classic toys though that that are still selling like it is incredible to think how long like for Barbie, it's been 64 years. I got one for you. The next movie next summer, Kerplunk, the movie. What the fuck? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Kerplunk, the movie. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense for Mattel to release. And it's not going to do the the money that Barbie's doing. Hot Wheels will, hands down. No. Hot Wheels, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I can't see almost anything else out of their out of their portfolio that's going to be garnering this kind of ticket sales. I mean, I wish them well. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, the more movies that come out that are entertaining, the more they get made, 
the more I get to see. So I'm I'm fine with them being super successful. I would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you want to see Uno, the movie? Yeah. How do you make that interesting? You you, you can't. There's like no high way. stakes Uno games, like professional Uno player traveling across the country playing Uno. Like, like... James Bond? <laughs> it's a or spy like movie. Uh, The Wizard. <laughs> California. Do you remember that movie? Oh, man. That, that was one of my favorite movies. They go and play Nintendo. Yeah, they play Super yeah, Mario 3. Amazing. That movie was fucking oh, I great. I got to watch that movie now. It's weird you think about Fred Savage. I started watching Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World this week again for the first time in a long time. Oh, oh yeah. Girl Meets World was about who? Topanga? It's Topanga and Corey's daughter. Oh, right. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very Disney show. A lot of fake laughter and overacting. Mm-hmm. And so there's only Laugh so tracks, much I can. Multi camera. Yeah, yeah. There's so much I can. Only so much I can take of that. Yeah. Well, I think you should get out and watch the Barbie movie. Yeah, I was going to watch it with my daughter, but she watched it with her mom. It was quite entertaining. Well, so, that's kind of a thing to do, you know. Yeah. Uh, the boy and I went and saw the new Ninja Turtles movie last night. It was awesome. It was. Oh, yeah, that came out, too. Visually, artistically awesome to look at. Storyline was decent. Oh, okay. The voice, the voice actors were awesome. They all fit perfect, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the like artwork... they sounded like the characters that we remember. No, no, they sound like the characters. Like they don't sound anything like the ones from the eighties and nineties. Okay, nothing okay. like it. It's it's all a whole new, fresh take. But the voice work was really well done. Like it, it fits each one of the gotcha. characters really well. Gotcha. So I highly recommend that. It's a, it's a nice, I don't know, ninety minute burn. But yeah, I'm not going to talk about any other movies because this is all about Barbie. So. Barbie. I I did get to see Aqua in concert a couple years ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, I wanted to see them in Denmark, like their home country, years and years and years ago. But I ended up not going because I couldn't justify flying to Denmark to see Aqua. It just seemed really (laughs) extravagant. Yeah, stupid a bit amount of money to spend to see a band like you know three hit wonder. But they came to they came to Edmonton three. Well, I mean, how many songs do you remember? Dr. Jones? I I liked Candy that Man? album, though. I I didn't like Barbie Girl at the time, but I liked the rest of the album. So I know them all. Yeah. I know them all. Like, I would love to go to a concert. But I a... just, I didn't realize that they had more than one that was popular. Yeah, they had like three or four singles that came off that album. They were pretty, it was a pretty good album. Oh, okay. And yeah, it they were good. They were doing a concert with Wigfield. Do you remember Wigfield? Mm-hmm. And Prozac. I don't think so. Prozac? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a triple header at the casino, and I saw him a couple of years ago, and I, I couldn't have been happier with my ninety dollar oh, purchase. <laughs> yeah, sure beats. So you know, seventy five hundred dollars to fly to Denmark to see them. Yeah, I know that. So I got my wish, and saved so a lot. Do of you money. have any? Do you have any takeaways? From what we talked about or an, a different appreciation of Barbie or a different mm-hmm. interest, maybe new interest. Not really. I, Barbie really wasn't my no. thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not really. Not at all. What no, you just my, said, my... I barely listened to. It was all like word vomit. No, no, no. I, I listened. <laughs> I absorbed and I can repeat. I'm a quick ah. learner. 
So you can talk to the chicks about Barbie now. Yeah, they're going to really be appreciative of a dude talking to them about Barbie. They're going to love it. Mm -hmm. They're going to see me in a new light and be like, oh, he's sensitive and he collects dolls. That's manly. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it was a good move on Mattel's part to make the movie. And it's going to do wonders Mm -hmm. for their brand. Not that they needed it because they don't. Oh, I think it'll help for sure. It will. Reawaken some maybe new collectors. At a billion dollars, you have to make a sequel. Mm -hmm. There's no way. That's like leaving money on the table. Like absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, well, it made a billion dollars. Should we make another one? Nah, let's move on. Let's uh, let's get Kerplunk or Uno out. Look how many Barbie movies there are that are animated. They could do that with live action as well. They could just keep going. They could. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. It's good yeah. for kids who play with the Barbies. It's good for the adults who collect the Barbies. It's good for me as a moviegoer. It's just good. All around good. Yeah. A billion dollar movie is always good for everything involved. And I, I'm I'm down with that. So that, that's my yeah. takeaway. If, if only we were getting a share of that billion dollars. Then it'd be even better. Invest in Mattel and you can. Yeah. Right. So instead Alrighty. of instead of buying Barbies, take that money and buy Mattel stock. And actually make money off it. <laughs> That's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Because there's no way I'd be selling Barbies. I'd get too attached to them. Oh. You better not start then. Keep the one you have and mm-hmm. be thankful you have it. Well, it's not even that good of one. <laughs> well, now just get it's the same right. one. It's right. <laughs> no, I mean, like the doll itself. It's It, it was just there. Well, go get, go get kind of thing. Chewbacca. Chewbacca it's not like a, it's not like a special yeah it's not like a special one that i picked out and wanted to purchase it was just a there was a doll at an auction i bought that i bought the barbie and i both bought a dewalt drill that's a good combination <laughs> yeah yeah so the guys are gonna be anyway, like, oh, let's she wrap this dolls? up let's wrap cool and then they cool. see with the drill oh she bought a drill all right i, I could be into this oh, chick. i want her drill I bet she'd let me borrow it. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably not <laughs> as good as the guy's drill, but whatever. A DeWalt drill? Yeah. It's like one of the best brands out there. I know. It's what I have, but mine now smokes. You can smell the engine burning when oh. I use it from time to time. So I'm going to need a new one, I'd say, within the next six, seven months. Like with a cigar or a pipe. You you want me to be an old man with a cigar or a pipe? No. Oh no, your tool. It's not just a manly tool. It's like an old manly tool. Okay. Perfect. I want to be rugged. Mm-hmm. I want to be sexy. I want to use tools. Yeah, get started. Nah. I'm gonna Quit collect collecting toys. dolls. Quit collecting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's wrap it up. I'm a Barbie girl forever. In a Barbie world, life in plastic. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Bye, know-it-alls. I'm going to say peace out. Yours cut out. Peace out. Oh, peace out. (laughs) Of course. Always, always cutting out. Always cutting out. Fuck you, internet. (laughs) Saskatchewan garbage. Fuck you, internet. That's how I'll end this thing. That's how I'm ending it. (laughs) You should have a quote on the bottom of the show, like how I used, used to have the no one's going to be inspired by this. Be inspired. No one's going to be inspired by us. And then the last one I put on there is like, I've had a slice.
by by Mr. Clay because <laughs> it's so terribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yours it. should be fucking rural Saskatchewan internet. <laughs> fucking rural internet. Yeah. Bye, know it alls. Have a good night. See you next week. Okay, here's something we can talk about. So, uh, as a fellow Joe collector, or as a Joe collector of the past and getting out of the hobby, yeah, what do you think of the new? Six inch size Joes moving into the Marvel Legends territory and size and and the whole different size and sizing of it versus the traditional either the four inch or the twelve inch way back in the day of of GI Joe. Well, as a woman, I think that the twelve inch is probably the one I'd rather have over the six or the four. You wouldn't want the Super Joe at eight. Wait, the Super would... Joe might be you know more exciting than is 12. it? Is it eight inches long or is it eight inches like in diameter? Ah, it's a dreaded eight by eight. <laughs> God dang, that would like, be scary. Like a brick? Like just a brick? A brick of cock. <laughs> All I could think of is Brick Tamlin in the in Anchorman 2. When I get done with you, my mom's going to pick me up and drive me home. <laughs> I never saw the second one. I'm, it's really oh weird God. because I'm, I'm a fan of every actor in the first one. But I don't think the movie's very good. Anchorman I, has a has a bunch of lines in it that make me laugh, and that I think are funny. But overall, I think it's a terrible movie. I, I would agree, both of them. But they have their moments. I I, I do like Paul Rudd's character. I, I like all the characters in it. The the fight scene in the second one is hilarious. Also, just like the fight scene in the first one. Yeah, I never uh, saw the second, so I had no idea yeah, there was another fight yeah. scene. Oh, it's it's awesome. There's all kinds of uncredited cameos. There's Amy Poehler and what's his name. Ace Ventura, um, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, yeah, playing. Wow. Uh, they're playing the Canadian news team, and it's like they're like the two main characters, and there's like two or three other guys with them. And they're like, you know, they're like, so and so and so and so from the Canadian news, we're gonna take, the, you know, and all they do is like they, they tell them how they're gonna beat the crap out of them, then they go, then they go, sorry, <laughs> the, sorry, we're gonna take the boots to you, we're gonna stomp you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And there's like there's like the MTV news crew. Basically, all these news crews just like 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 tons of them start going up. And he's like, "Good God, I didn't know there was that many channels or whatever." <laughs> and like the the A and E shows up, and he's like, "How is that news? It's all history." And oh my God, is that the ghost of Stonewall Jackson with you? It's like the Minotaur, like a ghost of Stonewall Jackson, played by what's his name, John C. Riley. You know the guy. It's in all the uh, yeah, you know, the guy. yeah. So he's playing the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. I mean, it's just just all these characters and it's like uh you know it's espn and it's like you know mtv news and they had kanye west as uh is uh like the lead guy from the uh mtv news it, it's a stupid movie but it, it's funny so, i was i was really hoping it would be amazing yeah but what i heard it was just terrible yeah well, going back to what we're talking about though so so what 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 is your take on them and the and the frenzy that is currently i don't know if you paid much attention to the frenzy of of popularity of the uh, six inch Joe size since you're not uh, really I, collecting. I stopped collecting and I stopped really truly caring. 
Yeah. I, I just know that if I were collecting the bigger ones, there'd be no room on my shelves. They would take up so much space and the cost per figure is so fucking stupid. And mm-hmm. then the scarcity of the figures. Like I, I'm I'm seeing people online complaining about not being able to find the figures, which I, I had a problem ever since the early two thousands trying to find certain Joe figures. Yeah. Right? People I, I, would always hoard stuff or the pack mm-hmm. cases were whack. I don't I don't like I, I don't know if the listeners have any idea. Like when you're buying toys, let's say Hasbro, which owns like G.I. Joe and Transformers, they'll they'll have a case. And inside that case, there will be eight of a figure set, like an assortment. But that assortment isn't a random assortment. Every single case that they send out has one of this figure, two of this figure, two of this other figure, and then four of another figure. So right. even though even though there's like 12 new figures out, out of the 12, three of them are only one per case. And one of them is four per case. It's just, I don't, I'm not a marketing person. I'm not a toy maker. I just don't understand how it works. But it always seemed to be that the ones that were one per case were the ones that all the collectors were looking for. Of course. So logically, if you were the company, would you not think, wait, we can just make more money by putting more of those figures out? Instead of having the the fans drive around from like every Target, Walmart, Toys R Us within a 200-mile radius looking for that one figure, why don't they just put more per case? Like They would automatically make more money. Would well, they not? You would think yes. I, I would say things are a little weird as far as the collecting market on this. There's there's still collectors out there that no, there are at yeah. all. But but like you said, they're six inch big. They're they're huge. And the thing is, is they just now, now we all know six inches isn't huge, right? We yeah. know that. We've we've been lied to. It's normal. It's normal. <laughs> four inches four inches is the Asian GI Joe. Oh, uh, from one of those countries <laughs> that you researched about wang sizes. 